Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirem on Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now in Nazir Daf Nun Hey Amud Bet, uh, right at the end of the Amud, short that it is, uh, in the middle of the discussion of Rav Chista's statement that Yemei Chilut, the days of a Metzora, when he is a certain Metzora, uh, might be reckoned towards his Nazirut, uh, unless, of course, at the end of the period there's more, there's less than 30 days left, in which case he has to fill 30 days because he's going to shave at the end of Tzarat, and he's 30 days for Gidul Seyar, but otherwise the days would count for him. Meiti Ram Barchamas. Ram Barchamas challenges with the following ruling. Nazir umuchlat So now we've got a Nazir who, let's say on the first day of his Nazirut, encounters the possibility that he became Tmeimate, and also he is at the end of a quarantine situation, and now he may be Mukhlat, it's a Safek. Now we've got the following problem. Theoretically, he should shave in seven days because of the Tumah, but because we don't know for a fact that he's a Nazir Tameh, he can't shave until 30 days. In addition, he should shave because he's finished the period of Hechleit, and therefore... Um, he, but he, but he can't because again we're not sure that he's a mitzora, so he has to wait thirty days. So here's the din. He can return to Kodshim after sixty days, which is when he's completed his tzarat, and we'll see why. And he can he's only released from nazirut after one hundred twenty days. The reason is as follows: the first shaving that he that he wants to do, which he would do immediately for tuma, he can't do until thirty days. When he shaves at thirty days, as Rashi points out. Um, he, the argument could be, well, perhaps you were not Tameh, and that is your, your, uh, Tiglachat for Tzarat. So he has to now wait another 30 days before he can even begin his, uh, his Nunazirut. So at the end of 60 days, he's done a second Tiglachat. Remember, Mitzorah has to do two. And now he is done with Tzarat, and he can eat Kodshim. However, he may have been Tameh. And so therefore, he, the one that he shaves at 90 days is going to be for Tumah, and then the, the next 30 days will be for Taharat. Now that's really not our issue, it's a setup for the following. The Tani Allah, that's only true if the Nizirut was the 30-day Nizirut. It becomes compounded times four. Um, Nizirut Pachana, let's say as an example, he had a long Nizirut, like, for example, a one-year Nizirut. So again, after twice the period has passed, he eats Kodshim, and again, the same reason. And is released from Nizirut after four years. And again, the reasoning is that after one year he shaves, but we don't know if the shaving is for Tzarat or for Tumah, and therefore he is not yet out of the woods as far as the possibility of Tumah goes. After two years, that's his second shaving of Tzarat, so he can eat Kodshim, etc. Now, the Isakadaitach. Salkin Naomi, if you think Rav Chista that the days of Chilut count for him as long as there are oh, there's over thirty days left, then in the maximum case he should only need three years and thirty days, not four full years, because the three years should all count for him, and another thirty days for Gidol Seyar. That's challenge one. Vi'od Meitiv Ravashi. Ravashi has the following Tiyuvta, which is a long limud in the Sifra about which days do or don't count. Uh, towards Nizirut within the context of Sarat. I know that if a Nazir's Tommy, those days don't count for him. How do I know that the days he's a Mitzorah don't count? It's an analogy. After all, when he's done being Tommy, he shaves and brings a Korban. The same is true when he's done with Sarat. He shaves his entire body and brings a Korban, not the same Korban. 
So it's analogy, just like when he's Tomei, the days don't count. So also when he's Nechlat, the days don't count. Although, perhaps not. After all, when he's Tomei, not only do those does not count, but they can't, it cancels out. We're talking about class A Tuma, cancels out the previous days. Nobody's going to argue that if you become a Mitzorah, the entire Nizirut is canceled, it's just it's suspended. Amarta, so kavachomeru. So now we have a kavachomer. Man nazir bekever. Remember that we had back in the earlier parak. If a nazir takes a, a neder while he's in the beit hakvarot, shesaroro uilatiglachat nazirut. After all, his hair is already set for being shaved as a nazir in alonim and aminyan, but it doesn't count until he leaves the beit hakvarot. Yimechiluto sheinsor uilatiglachat nazirut. After all, when he is growing his hair as a mitzora, that's not going to be shaved as an azir. It's going to be shaved as a mitzora, and the new hair will come out to be shaved as an azir. Lo kol shiken. So certainly, those days should not count for him. So now I've proven by Kavachomer that since when you're growing hair that's going to be cut as an azir, it still doesn't count for you like when you're in a Beit farot. Certainly when you're growing hair that's not going to be cut as an azir, it's going to be cut as a mitzora, certainly should not count for you. Sofra, I only know when he's nechlat. What about the next seven days when he counts? Vedinhu. Just like he shaves at the end of, uh, of the long hechlet. Uh, Similarly, after the seven days, he shaves again. So just like Yimechilut, don't count. The the uh, long period after he's been quarantined, however long it is, don't doesn't count. So the seven days of counting afterwards do not count as a Nazir. I might think that even his quarantine period shouldn't count. It makes sense. After all, a full Mitzorah is Metame Mishkav Moshev, as we learned in, in Megillah that anything he sits on, even pillows underneath and all are al-tomei. The same is true when he's a Mitzar Muskar, when he's just been quarantined and not yet certified. So it should be the case that just like when he's Nechlat, the days do not count for his Nezirut. Similarly, when he's Muskar, when he's quarantined, it should not count for, for the Nezirut. Amarta, you think so? Amarta, but here's the more reasonable association. When he's nechlat, eventually his hair is going to be cut, and he brings a korban with it. Therefore, the days don't count. It makes sense. He's going to shave his head, so how can these days count towards nizirut? But hesker, it's not true. Um, but when he is quarantined, Unless he ends up being muchlat afterwards, he's not going to be shaved, and he's not going to be in Corbin. He's just going to be free to go. So there's no reason for it not to count. So we can't amru, and that's the source of what we saw at the end of our Mishnah. You may sofro, you may gomro, and olin The days that he counts... Uh, do not do not count the, the meaning the muchlat and the sfirah do not count because at the end of each of those periods he's going to shave. All of whom at the end of their period go to the mikvah and the tahar and they don't have a, cor- a they do have a special korban but they're not shaved. So these days should count for them and that's what we in the Mishnah refer to as Allah Here we're getting it from from reasoning. Now, Ketanu Mihat Lo, but the, the point that Rav Ashi is bringing is that within this entire Midrash, we said, We said, 
how can you compare you made tuma to you made chilut? You made tuma when you become tome, it cancels the previous days, as opposed to when you are nechlat. It doesn't. Bimai, ilam in zirut muetet. If you're talking about a thirty day zirut, haben gidol it does cancel the previous days because after all, you need thirty days of hair growing. We're talking about a long nazirut. And we said that in the end, that yimei chilut do not count for you. And that must be talking about even a long nazirut, because in a short nazirut, it would even cancel out the previous piece, because you need 30 days of hair growth. That proves that against Rav Chista, that the days that you are in Metzor Muchlat do not count towards your nazirut. Okay, Mishnah Dalit is broken into two parts, which are really associated. Amar Rebeliezer Mishum Rabbi Yehoshua. Now this is a later Rebeliezer, not the Rebeliezer ben Hokanus, who is quoting the Tana Rabbi Yehoshua ben Hananya. Kol Tumamin Hamet Shemenazir Megalayachalaya. All the class A Tumot that we saw in Mishnah Bet. Chayvin Alal Biat Mikdash. If you are Tameh like an Anazanazir, just regular, and you have encountered that kind of Tumah and come into the Beit Hamikdash, then you Chayav Karet for for uh, coming into the Mikdash Betumah. But all the class B stuff like Rova Tzamot and Ravita Dam, etc. You're not not allowed to go in, but you're not Chayav. Now, our mayor protested and said, Hard to understand. After all, if you touch Ravita Dam or you're an Ohel Ravita Dam, and you're Tommy too much Shiva. Yeah, it doesn't cancel your Nazirut, but you're Tommy too much Shiva. You need Hazosh, Lishu Shvi, etc. If you touch a Sheretz, you're only Tommy too much Erev. You go to the mikveh that day and you're done that night. And still, if you touch a Sheretz and you go to the Beit HaMikdash, you're Chayev. So why should the class be too much mate, which is a full seven days, be less severe than too much Sheretz, which is a one day too That's what Mayor's challenge. Now, the, most of the focus of the Gemara is really on issues of authorship or source. Did he really hear it from Yeshua? He really learned it from a different teacher, Rabbi Shua Bar Memel. We have the source. He went to this particular place. He said, I found this obviously is not Rabbi Lezman because he's coming and finding a, a teacher who's teaching in the presence of Rabbi Meir who lived uh, 50, 60 years after Rabbi Leizman Horkonus. So um, he he found this uh, Rabbi Shuv and Peter, um, who was teaching in front of Rabbi Meir, who was reviewing halacha in front of Rabbi Meir. And he said, He quoted our Mishnah, And as he said, the same thing our Mishnah has, Good. Amarlo and Rabbi Meir said back to him, it's just like as we have recorded in our Mishnah, which means our Mishnah is a verbatim repetition of what Rabbi Eliezer repeated that he heard in Ardaskia, but there it was not from Rabbi Yeshua, but rather Rabbi Yeshua, uh, this Petarosh. Now, Martilo, I, Rabbi Eliezer said, I said to Rabbi Meir, Do you not know Rabbi Yeshua Ramel? Amarli, Hain. Yes, Rabbi Yeshua. That's what I heard from Yeshua Memel, who he heard from Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya. That's the rule that I heard from him. Okay, which means that in the the brightest version, Rabbi Eliezer did not learn it directly from Rabbi Yeshua, but he learned it from maybe Rabbi Yeshua ben Memel, who he quoted into to Rabbi Meir uh, to try to support this Rabbi Yeshua Petarosh, who was teaching. And, uh, and he said that uh, Rabbi Shua Ramel himself heard it from Rabbi Shua, which means that our version in the Mishnah skips a, a, a step in the tradition, in the, in the, uh, transmission. 
Right? Have Mishur Mishur Memo Gamrla. So Amru Shmamina Koshmaita de Mitamra Bevet Plata. Anytime that you have a three step tr- transmission, Kadmaya by Triamrin. We always have to mention the one who we heard it from and the one who it originally came from. Kadmoy, meaning the earliest one, and Batroi, the most recent one. Mitzia Lomrina, we don't have to say the middle one, which is why our Mishnah is okay, because our Mishnah says, Rebelezer, who we heard it from, heard it from Yerushua, who's the source. The fact is, he didn't hear it from Yerushua, he heard it from Yerushua bar but the source is Yerushua ben Hananya, and the Tradent who told it to us is Rebelezer. So that's the rhetorical style of presenting a transmission. And we have a Mishnah that supports that in the second parak of Peah. This is a case where somebody planted two different kinds of uh, wheat, and uh, he and um, uh, sorry, if you if you plant uh, uh, mustard and and other sorts of things like that in different spots in the field, that each one has its own pay, and we don't consider them all one field. And 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 they mentioned the halacha, and then we mentioned this case that Nachum Alavlar, who was a scribe. I heard this from Yasha. Shekivel mi Abba. He got it from his father. Shekivel, or from Abba. Shekivel mi Zugot. Who got it from the Zugot. Shekivelu min Hanavim. Halacha l'Moshe Misinai. And the way we're reading it is really is to Moshe. B'zorei Hashem v'chadal b'shnam shloshah v'kamosh anten peyam mikol achad v'echad. Right? But he didn't mention every step in the in the transmission because he went to the Nevi'im and didn't go to Yoshua and Kalev who would be before Moshe in the in the transmission, specifically Yoshua. So therefore we see as an example that you mention the ones you directly heard it from and then you mention the original source, Halach HaMoshe Shmamina. Okay, the end, the end of Mishadalot is as follows. Remember, Kiva Dante, the Rebbe So he said, I tried to support my position about Ravid Dam in front of Rebbe Yezer. And I said, Maim at some kisora. The fact that a small barley size of bone, Shena Matami Adam Ba'ohel, is not Matami Ba'ohel. That we already saw. Hanazim Galecha Magov Maso, but if a Nazir touches it, it's class A. Revit Dam Shehum Matami Ba'adam Ba'ohel. So Revit Dam, which is a class A, is Matami Ba'ohel. That's where we position. And I didn't say Hanazim Galecha Magov Maso. Kalbachomer, if a Nazir touches it, he should be Mitgalech. Amarli, Rebbe Lezer said to me, Mazi Akiva, in Danin Kan Bakal Vachomer. You can't use a Kal Vachomer in this context. We'll see why. Shabbat, if it's eight, it's running from Yeshua. And Rabbi Kiva said, so then I brought it to my elder Rebbe, to Rabbi Yeshua. That's the same Rabbi Shobat Hananya at the end of the first century of the earlier part of the Mishnah. Amarli Afel Marta. He said, your reasoning is good. But that's what we say that the halacha is. In other words, like Rebbe Lezer said, you cannot apply a Kalvachomer to this. Now, the question the Gemara asks is, which of the two presentations is the halacha of Moshe Misinai? Is it Etzim Kisora Metame Bimaga? Or that a Nazim is Megaleach on Revitam? In Bayelu, Etzim Kisora halacha, is that the halacha? Or Vitam Kalvachomer, and then Rabbi Kiva tried to learn it via Kalvachomer to Vitam. Vendan Kalvachomer Halacha, and, and Rabbi Lezer's position was that you cannot apply a Kalvachomer to expand a Halacha Lemoshu Sinai. It has to stay within its contours. Odilma, perhaps, Ravitam Halacha. Perhaps the Halacha Lemoshu Sinai was that Ravitam, he's not Megaleach for touching. Vetsim Kisora Kalvachomer, and now you're trying to expand Ravitam. Via going back to Etzim Kisora and then putting a Kalvachomer in, right? Ve'ain danin Kalvachomer mehalacha, really behalacha. 
So Toshma, which is it? Etzim Kisora Halacha, Urvit Dam Kalvachomer, and Din Kalvachomer Halacha. The first presentation we had is the correct one, and now we understand what Rabbi Lezer said to Rabbi Kiva. Hadran Allah Kohen Gadol, and we have successfully completed our study of the seventh parak of Nazir. Mir Tzashem, in the next podcast, we will begin at the eighth and penultimate parak of Masachat Nazir. Everyone should have a wonderful day.